You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. We are actually on the sixth week of our series. Almost done. We're almost done. And I hope that somehow I have helped you put your trust and really believe that the Bible is the Word of God at uh, ako po'y nananalig na ang mga bagay nito hindi lamang nananatiling katuruan, pero ito po'y nagkakaroon ng, ng uh, kapakinabangan sa ating mga buhay. At in line with this, actually sa February 27, uh, yung pong huling Tuesday, ng buwan ito, 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock in the evening, magkakaroon po tayo ng isang pagsasanay na pinamagatan po natin, How to Study the Bible. Alam po natin na uh, maraming mga bagay ang hindi natin basta matalakay dito at naniniwala po kami na mas magiging kapakinabangan sa atin pag natutunan natin, papaano ba natin dapat pinag-aaralan ang salita ng Diyos? Pagka tayo nagbabasa ng, ng uh, salita ng Diyos, ano bang mga basic questions that we need to ask ourselves? Now, in this way, mas magiging beneficial po sa atin dahil mas maintindihan natin ang salita ng Diyos. Noon po, nung bago Christian, uh, ang Bible ay binabasa kong parang comics. Mula Genesis hanggang Revelation, dire-diretsyo lang. Well, nabasa ko na po yun. Kaya lang, ang problema, wala ko na-pick na up. Binasa ko lang ho for the sake na magbasa. But I was uh, corrected and I was, I was uh, helped ng uh, ilang pong mga kapatiran at ako po itinuroan kung paano ba tamang pagbasa ng Bible at pag-aaral ng Biblia. So I also encourage you, I, I, I strongly encourage about isa sa inyo, if you can come uh, February 27, that is Tuesday, 7 to 9, dun po ito gagawin sa Victory Alabang. Kung di nyo po alam yung Victory Alabang, para doon sa iba, ito po yung sa Festival Mall, kaapat na palapag, fourth floor, tapat po siya ng Robinson's Department Store. Okay, so yun po ang ating uh, mga kaganapan or ang mangyayari itong mga araw at linggong darating. Now, how many of you somehow, ilan ho sa inyo ang, you know, you've been benefiting from, from our series, Word View. Yung medyo, you know, may, meron kayong natutunan, napapakinabangan, na-apply, you know, at uh, nakikita niyo yung, yung uh, advantage. Can I see your hands? Gusto ko malaman po. Okay, so marami-rami. Uh, merong mga ilan na hindi pa uh, marahil, hindi pa sold out. Na matatapos na po ang ating series. We are again on the sixth uh, week of our series. And I hope as we end uh, three weeks from now, I somehow ma- maging mas matibay ang inyong pananalig na ang Biblia po ay ang salita ng Diyos. We have already declared and pinag-aralan na po natin na that God gave inspiration. He breathed out life in the Word of God, at siya po ay pumili ng mga ilang tao. He has chosen uh, certain few, uh, mga tao na hindi magkakakilala, mga tao from different time, different places, at uh, ang mga ito'y kanyang binigyan ng, ng, uh, ng uh, inspiration to write a piece of his mind. Ang mga taong ito ay hindi nagkakilala, karamihan sa kanila, hindi, hindi ho sila nakita. And yet, they are all pointing to just one person. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ and His work of redemption. Many people have really um, said a lot of things against the Bible. Uh, many times, even from the beginning, the enemy uh, would always find ways kung paano niya sisirain ang salita ng Diyos. But uh, thank God, because it is God who authored it. Eh, alam natin na hindi kayang sirain, ni naman, maging ng kaaway ng, ng, uh, ng demonyo 
na ang, ang, uh, ang integridad ng salita ng Panginoon. Pero sa atin, bilang mga Kristiyano, ang hamong ito ay para ho talaga sa ating mga Kristiyano. If we say that we're Christians, if we say we're followers of Jesus, if we carry the name of Christ, then it is but a must na ang Biblia po should always shape our world view. And dapat po, uh, we are always guided by the Word of God, makita ang tunay na pagkakaiba. Ano bang ang itsura ng isang tao na tunay na naniniwala, hindi lang basta naniniwala, kundi uh, naglalagak ng kanyang pananampalataya sa salita ng Panginoon. Ano bang kapakinabangan meron ito sa kanyang buhay? Makikita po natin na you know, ang mga taong pinili ng Diyos ay ginamit niya mga instrumento. You know, he has chosen them to be instruments for His glory and honor. And again, it only points out to one person, regardless of the time, regardless of who those people are, regardless of their personality, iisa lang palagi. And yun ang maganda ron, consistent ang salita ng Diyos pagdating sa aspetong ito. Now, again, the original manuscript, yung Hebrew, Aramaic, as well as the Greek, yung original na, na salita na ginamit nung sinulat, unang-unang sinulat, ang salita ng Diyos, are, these are infallible and inerrant. Walang pagkakamali at hindi pwedeng magkamali. Now, as we go along, habang tumatagal ang panahon, nagkaroon ng iba't-ibang salin, different versions, different translations, sad to say, mayroong pagkaka- may, may mga kaunting pagkakaiba na ang different versions and translation. Why is it? Well, simply because may mga kataga doon sa Hebreo, Aramaic at Griego na walang eksaktong katumbas anumang lingwahe sa panahon natin ngayon. So, Again, yung binigay ko sa inyo last week, kunyari, ang salitang love, when we hear the word love, iisa lang iisip natin, pag-ibig lang. But when we talk about love sa either Hebrew, Aramaic, or Greek, you know, iba-iba ang love. Iba yung pag-ibig mo sa iyong pamilya, iba yung pag-ibig mo sa, sa, sa iyong kaibigan, iba yung pag-ibig mo sa iyong asawa, iba rin yung pag-ibig ng Diyos sa atin. So, ganun kaya nagkakaroon ng pagkakaiba ang mga versions at translations. Malino po ba? So, there's, right now, there's no really perfect version or translation ng Biblia. That's the reason why we, we try to, to compare one version to another, one translation to another. Para nang sa ganun, mas lumawak ang ating unawa. And many times, we even use paraphrase para lang mas maintindihan natin ng mas maigi kung ano ang sinasabi ng salita ng Diyos. So again, as Christians, bilang mga Kristiyano, ang akin pong hamon sa bawat isa sa atin is that let's be guided by the Word of God our perspective, our belief, our value system, and so on and so forth. Pero ngayong araw nito, ang tanong natin uh, susubuking sagutin is that, is the Bible really sufficient? Sapat na po ba talaga ang Biblia para sagutin ang mga ilang pangunahing tanong sa buhay natin? Now, when I, when I say foundation questions sa life natin, I'm not talking about sino mapapangasawa mo, sa kamag-aaral, sa katitira, hindi. But the basic questions, like the purpose in life, ano ba ang layunin natin? Singaw lang ba tayo rito sa mundong ito? Aksidente lang ba na ikaw ay lumabas sa mundong ito dahil walang magawa ang tatay at nanay mo? You know? And we need to understand that all these things, we can find that in the Scripture. It may not be as specific as we want it to be or to discover it, but somehow we will have an idea. Magkakaroon po tayo ng, ng idea kung ano ang layunin ng Panginoon. Not just the purpose of God while we are here on earth, but even the way we prepare or we would prepare for our life after. 
Yun pong natin ang, ang uh, we'll try to help. Is it sufficient really to guide us sa ating pang-araw na araw na buhay and to prepare us bago tayo lumisan sa mundong ito? So, mara ko po ba kayong anyayahang tumayo at tayo po'y babasa sa aklat ng Hebreo. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 11 to 13. Simulan po natin basahin ng malakas, sabayan po ninyo ako. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrows, and discerning the thoughts and intention of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Father, we thank you once more for your word that it will never return to you empty, but it will always accomplish whatever it pleases you and prosper the thing whereto you have sent me. Holy Spirit, once again, we acknowledge you are and will always be our teacher teaching us all things and guiding us into all truth. This is what we claim in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, we'll be talking about the sufficiency of the Word of God. Again, sapat na ba ang salita ng Diyos para sa atin? Yun ang isang susubukan nating sagutin mula sa Biblia. Alam nyo, nung binabasa ko at pinag-aaralan ko itong, uh, itong panglinggo ngayon pag-uusapan natin, when we talk about the sufficiency of God, and I was reading through chapters 1 to 4 <clears throat> because I wanted to, to, to take the context. Ano ba yung pinag-uusapan dito? May mga ilang bagay that really caught my attention. You know, lalo na yung mga, yung meron, there's this phrase na paulit-ulit na sinabi, that today, if you will hear His voice, do not harden your hearts. Actually, this was quoted in Psalm 95. Makikita niyo po dyan. You know, verses 7 and 8. And then, ginamit ito sa Hebrews chapters 3 and 4. You know? So, tatlong beses, actually, apat na beses na binanggit ang mga katagang ito. Na pag narinig niyo ang kanyang tinig, ay sabi, huwag na ninyong tigasan ang inyong puso. Now, also, interestingly, sa bawat pagkakasabi ng mga katagang ito, it was connected with a warning from a judgment. Ano po yung judgment na yon? Na sinabi po rin that they shall not enter my rest. So, really interesting kasi, you know, parang lumalabas to kung saan almost lumawa, Psalm 95, ganun din, Hebrews 3, Hebrews 4, ganun din. Sa tuwing mababanggit, in today, if you heard His voice, if you hear His voice, do not harden your heart. And then, the context of that has something to do with an oath na ginawa ng Diyos for the people not to enter His rest. Ano ba yung sinasabi po? Ano ba yung kinikwento nila dito? Ano ba yung, yung pinag-uusapan dito? Actually, this was the story noong lumang tipan in the book of Exodus ng mga Israelita. Now, we all know that uh, Israel has been slave in Egypt for more than 400 years. Until such time that they cried to God at naisa ng Panginoon na sila po ay palayain, you know, uh, for them to be saved from slavery sa Egypt. Now, alam din po natin na bago sila pinalaya, eh, pinadalhan ng Diyos ng sampung salot 
ang ang uh, bayan ng Ehipto upang sa ganun sila ay uh, maniwala sila na ang Diyos ay kakampi ng mga Israelita at sila ay kailangan ng palabasin. Now, ang maganda po, bago nangyari yun, nagbigay na ang Diyos ng mga instructions, nagbigay na siya ng mga ilang utos, nagbigay na siya ng mga ilang pagtuturo bilang paghahanda sa bayang Israel para paglabas nila hanggang sa sila'y makapasok sa lupang pangako, maunawaan nila kung ano ang nais ng Diyos. So move forward, nakalaya na po sila, pinalaya sila, and then nung sila hu ay nasa ilang, in the wilderness, what should only take them days or probably weeks the most, weeks to travel from Egypt to the promised land, took them 40 years. Okay? Apat na pong araw ang, kilang, ang kanilang ginugol sa halip na ilang araw o ilang linggo lamang na pagbabiyahe. Bakit? Anong dahilan? Isa lang na naging dahilan. It is simply because they have disobeyed God. God promised them uh, a place of rest na sinasabi, yung binabanggit dito. And this place of rest literally talks about the promised land. Now, let me just sidetrack a little. Wala akong kinalaman ito sa, sa salvation natin. Oh? Yung, yung langit kasi misa, may mga teaching na lumalabas da. It talks daw about, about going to heaven. Now, um, if you're going to, to, to really study deeper, it has nothing to do with going to heaven. But simply, God's promise of inheritance. May pinangako ang Diyos na pamana sa mga Israelita. At nung bago niya binigay yung pangako yun, inihanda niya ang mga Israelita. Nagbigay, again, nagbigay siya instructions, nagbigay siya ng mga utos, and so on and so forth, bilang paghahanda para pagpasok sa lupang pangako, ready na sila. Di ba? Napakaganda na. Aren't you glad na ang Diyos natin, bago, bago magbigay ng pangako, sinasabi niya muna kung anong dapat gawin para mangyari yung pangakong yun? Hindi kayo glad. Okay. Uh, tuloy na lang natin. So again, God laid down everything that they need to know, they need to learn to enter the promised land o yung rest na sinasabi na and that would always be for their benefit, for their welfare. But the problem is, eto nangyari. The Israelites preferred to go back to slavery in Egypt for a temporary benefit. Kung naalala po ninyo, di ba? Uh, nung nagutom sila, uh, nagreklamo siya kay Moses, Moses, gutom na kami, buti pa sa Egypt. Balik na lang kami sa Egypt. Okay. Nanalangin si Moses, nagpadala ang Diyos ng mana from heaven. You know, na wala silang pagpapagal na ginawa, mismo ang Diyos ang nagpadala. And then, nagreklamo na naman sila. You know, Moses, sawa na kami sa pandesal. Gusto naman namin karne Okay. Nanalangin na naman si Moses, nagpadala ng karne ang Panginoon. Now, laging ganun, magre-reklamo, may hinging bagay, and always ang lumalabas sa bibig na, buti pa sa Egypt! Yeah. Now, hindi ho nalalayo ngayon, di ba? Marami minsan mga Kristiyano, uh, naglalaro sa isip, maring hindi lumalabas sa bibig na, pero naglalaro sa, alam mo, buti pa nung di ako born again. Nung di ako born again, nagagawa ko to. Nung di ako born again, nakakapunta ako kahit saan. Buti pa nung di ako born again, nakakapagmura ako. Ngayon, hindi na. You know, something like that. And so, yun yung issue. Yun yung issue. Sana, kung sana man namang, ay pinaniwalaan nila yung sinabi ng Diyos sa kanila. Hanggang sa makapasok sila sa lupang pangako, di sinsanay, mas mahaba pa nilang napakinabangan ang mga pangako ng Diyos. Yung nga lang, Hindi po, hindi po nangyari yun. Dahil nga, dahil sa kanilang disobedience, through their unbelief, God made an oath. At sabi niya, I made an oath, yun po yung sinasabi niya, that they shall not enter my rest. Okay? Now, so, let me just say this. With that background, 
that God's Word really is sufficient for revelation and redemption. Now, when I say revelation, um, we don't need any other revelation sa panahon natin ngayon. Every revelation na kailangan, as in kailangan nating malaman, inihayag na ng Diyos sa pamamagitan ng Kanyang salita. We no longer need any extra revelation at uh, sasabihin, you know, that's why, sa, sa totoo lang, uh, you know, I, I, I feel a little bit scared every time I hear people say, alam mo, ito yung revelation ni Lord sa akin. Me, medyo, medyo natatakot ako. Lalo na, pag yung sinasabi ng revelation, is not even aligned with what the Word of God says. Now, let me just say this thing. Whatever revelation we need, not we want, but we need, na kailangan natin sa buhay na ito has already been given by God and has already been written in His Word. And more than that revelation, alam nyo, isa lang lagi ang patutunguhan, kung, kung, again, kung, kung titignan yung Bible, isa lang ang patutunguhan na ito. It will always go towards the redemption. Yung planong pagliligtas ng Diyos sa atin. That would be the ultimate thing na mangyayari. But the question still is this, how sure are we? that the Bible is really sufficient. How sure are we? Now, if you're going to talk with other religion, kunyari, if you're going to talk with a Muslim, and you'll say, well, the Bible is the Word of God, they will not agree with you. They will say, Quran is the Word of God. Okay? Kung makakausap ka ng mga Mormons, and you'll say that sa Mormons, na, the Bible is the Word of God, well, they will say, no, 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 no. It's the Book of Mormons. The Book of Mormons is actually even higher yung authority than the Bible. So, it is basically the Word of God. Now, Regardless whether Buddhist, Taoist, whatever religion, you can never convince them that the Bible is the Word of God. But again, ito po ang pamanhi ko sa inyo. Bilang mga Kristiyano, nawa po, hindi na natin pagdudahan ng salita ng Diyos. Nawa po, maging buo sa ating, pana, sa ating uh, isipan, sa ating pananampalataya, na ang salita ng Diyos o ang Biblia ay tunay ngang napapalooban ng mga salita ng Diyos. Narito po ba kayo? Now, Ang tanong nyo sa akin, eh, uh, Pastor, eh, yun nga, paano tayo, paano tayo makakasiguro? Okay, let me just submit to you four proofs. Okay, prueba. Na ang Biblia ay salita ng Diyos. Now, again, I may be biased, but, but just bear with me. I may be biased on, on, on this. Number one, you know, there are four proofs I know that the Bible to prove that the Bible is the Word of God. Number one is the Bible itself. 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is God-breathed or inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, correction, rebuke, instruction so that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished into good works. Now, but again, bias ako. Because I'm a Christian. Again, if I would talk to a Muslim and say, you know, the Bible says that, that's a bit hey, kinokot mo Bible eh. Well, assuming, okay. Sige, pero that's number one sa atin. Yan ang isang proof natin. Now, but let me just admit to you that history even approves that whatever was written in the Bible has been proven by, through history. Let me just give you uh, some example. 25,000 archaeological discoveries have already been dug. Nahukay na nila. And even right now, yung latest, one of the latest uh, excavation nila, archaeological excavation na ginagawa nila, is the, when they started to dig yung certain place in Israel and they discovered the Temple of David. Okay, yung, yung pinagawa ni David na temple. 
Okay? Now, it's, it's just one of the proof. Now, another one. If you remember, di ba, si Columbus, uh, during the early uh, centuries, he, sabi niya, he discovered that the world is, is not flat. Yan, sabi niya, that the world is round. Well, I, I read another uh, story. Na sabi, it was not Columbus pala who really, he was the first to, to discover that the world is round. It was way back 500 B.C., uh, ang nakadiskubre ay mga Greeks, okay, mga Grego. And they said that the world or the, the, the earth is really round, okay? And that was about 500 B.C. Now, eto matindi. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 22, it was already stated that the earth is round. When was it written? Well, it was written uh, at about 701 to 681 B.C. So, mas nauna pa. It was already stated in the Word of God na kailan lang na-discovery din ng mga tao o ng mga Griego. Yun ang sinasabi. Now, let me just say this, uh, another thing. Even the nation of Israel, there was a prophecy for the nation of Israel that it will become a nation again. Kasi, di ba, nasira, you know, and maraming sumakop. And it, you can find that in Ezekiel 37, uh, you know. Verses 10 to 14. Now, this was written 593 to 571 B.C. Bago ipanganak si Kristo. And we all know that in 1948, now history, 1948, Israel was declared a nation. Now, what am I trying to point? I'm trying to point out that even history proves that the Bible really is the Word of God. Are you convinced? Nah, you don't sound convinced. Let me just prove a little more. Science and technology. Let me talk about science and technology. Now, science and technology, kunyari sa atin, let's talk about germs. Okay? Now, yung germs was only discovered mid-1500 AD. Okay? 1500 AD. Pero way, way back, it was already commanded by God to Moses. Even it was included in the ceremonial law about the washing of the hands, about even those, those who touch the, 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 the body of a, a, a dead person. Now, you, you need to ceremonially wash yourself and bath yourself. Now, well, it, was never, it was never explained during their time about germs. But it was already commanded that when you do this, you will be declared unclean. sinasabi na. And again, Germs were just discovered, kailan? Mid-1500 AD. Could you imagine that? Noon pa, hindi pa nila alam ang tawag germs. Pero hindi man sinabi sa Biblia, hindi man tinuro ng Diyos directly sa Biblia, pero inutusan na ng Diyos ang mga tao niya, kailangan kayo magugas ng kamay. Wala pang safeguard nun, pinaguhugas na sila ng kamay. Narito buho ba kayo? Hindi pa rin kayo kumbinsido dahil medyo nakatulog na kayo. <laughs> In Revelations chapter 11, if you're going to, to read the whole context of that chapter, it talks about, ito mangyayari pa lang. Okay, hindi pa nangyayari. Mangyayari pa lang the future. But it talks about the two witnesses. Okay? Na itong witnesses na to will perform signs and wonders and then they will be killed. And their body will lie doon sa streets of Jerusalem. Okay? Now, by the way, uh, umpung Revelation uh, 11, uh, it was written in 92 AD. 
okay, 92 AD by John the Beloved. Okay? So it was prophesied. He saw in a vision that there's these two witnesses na namatay or pinatay and their bodies lie on the streets of Jerusalem. Now, it says there that their bodies were seen by all kindred, tongue, and nation. During the time na sinulat ito ni Juan, ni John the Beloved, he doesn't have any idea paano mangyayari yun na yung dalawang patay makikita ng mga tao sa buong mundo. Now again, Revelation was written 92 AD and you all know that the TV satellites were just discovered 1962. And from the time on, ngayon, it's now, it's now very possible na makita mo kung ano nangyayari sa ibang bansa at certain time. Are you hearing me? But during the time of, of uh, John, he has no idea of what he saw and what he wrote. Again, that proves that the Bible is really the Word of God. Still not convinced? Let me say this. In Nahum, the book of Nahum, now, bihirang mabuksan yan, kaya alam kong hindi nyo alam kung nasan yung Nahum. Okay? Nahum chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. Again, the context of that is that the prophet Nahum saw chariots blazing with fire. You know, mga char- chariots are used panggera. Okay? Tama? Now, during that time, it was a vision. And when he saw in the vision, he saw chariots Blazing with fire. Could it be na yun ay koche? Or probably, it may not be koche, but could it be na posible na yun ay mga tanke ng nakita niya? Hindi niya lang ma-describe ko ano nakita niya? Because he was even saying that these were made of iron ablaze with fire. Now, my question is this. Kailan lang na-invento ang koche? Sino uno naka-invento ng koche? It was Carl Benz. Okay, Mercedes-Benz. Okay, by the way. Kailan niya lang na-invento yun? Well, 1885, around mal Nung na-discovery or na-invento niya yung sasakyan. But when was it prophesied? Way, way back pa nung panahon ni Nahum. Or kung when we talk about tanks, ngayon, kasi sabi, mabibilis eh. You know, and, and uh, umaapoy. Possibly na tank yun. Tama ba? O hindi rin? Di pa rin kayo kumbinsi. Bahala na kayo sa buhay nyo. Kaya nyo pa rin makumbinsi. Tanks were just invented 1915 by the British Army. Sila yung unang naglabas ng tanke. Now, why am I saying these things? Because again, lumabas na tayo sa Bible. Let's just set aside the Bible. But let's talk about, let's, let's look at history. Let, let's look at science and, and, and technology. Still, this field neto would also prove that what was written in the Bible, kailan lang nila na-discovery. Now, I don't know about you if that would excite you or not. But for me, halimbawa, hindi pa rin kayo, hindi pa rin kayo kumbinsido, isa na lang. For me, one of the best ways to really prove that the Bible is the Word of God is through the way you have experienced it. Our lives were changed by the Word of God. I don't know if your life has been changed, but I know, and I can prove that, and many can testify, that I have been changed by the Word of God. That for sure, the Bible is really the Word of God. Amen? Come on, give the Lord a praise for that. It's a change life. Again, hindi titigil ang tao at ang kaaway nasirain ang integridad ng salita ng Diyos. Pero ang lagi kong pamanhik, nawapo, nawapo tayong mga Kristiyano hindi na natin pagdudahan. 
Dahil kung tayo pagdududahan pa natin ang salita ng Diyos, wala tayong tibay ng paninindigan sa anumang bagay sa mundong ito. And again, we will just go back to the worldview. We will just go back to where the world system will dictate the way we should see things. But again, it should always be the Word of God. That's why I strongly believe that God's Word is sufficient for revelation and redemption. Now, I'm done with the introduction. Let's go to the preaching. It says here, let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. Now, meron po ako, it may be marami, but for me, there are two most important things, if not the only important thing. Two most important things sa buhay nito. When we talk about what is important, again, it's relative, you know, others will, depending on anong priorities nila. Pero in general, I would say that there are only two important things in this life. Number one, the importance of knowing your purpose while you're here and how you will fulfill that purpose. All the other things will just fall in between the one. Now, yung iba, for them, the most important thing is umaman. But you see, what's the use of being, being rich if you don't know the purpose of your life? Hello? Now, have you, ever, have you ever had a struggle in your life and you ended up frustrated and disappointed? Huh? You know why? Because we do have our own purpose. We do have our plans. May mga bagay na gusto tayong mangyari. But the book of Proverbs says, many are the plans in the minds of men, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevail. The reason why we struggle, the reason why we are frustrated, why we are disappointed, because we want to do something in which ang Diyos iba rin ang gustong mangyari sa atin. And so there's a struggle. Doon ang struggle. Pag pinipilit natin gawin yung gusto natin at hindi yun ang gusto ng Panginoon, that is where the struggle comes in. And oftentimes, mahirap manalo sa Diyos. Are you hearing me? We need to understand the purpose of God. Why you're here. I don't know about you, but I've wasted, you know, half of my life nang walang kapararakan. I mean, before I came to know the Lord, my life was wasted. I never even knew my purpose in life. But praise be to God, because of His grace, because of what He had already written in His Word, somehow I started to discover my purpose in life. And when I started, by God's grace, when I started obeying God and fulfilling that purpose, hindi lang ako, I would just say, I'm blessed, but I'm satisfied. You know, there was a time we were talking mga pastors, and, uh, you know, kasi yung mga iba kong kasama pastor, mga matatanda na eh. So, they were talking about retiring. Eh, sabi ko, ayokong sumama sa inyo dahil malayo pa. Siguro, magre-retire ako mga 30 years pa. Dahil kayo, malapit na. So, they were talking uh, about what to do when they retire. So, yun ang pinag-usama, no? What do you plan to do? So, yun, well, ako, probinsya, marahil, gano'n, baka magpa-farm, eh. and, and iba-iba. And then, one day, he started asking me, sabi ko, Sunny, what do you plan when you retire? Uh, well, isa lang ang plano ko when I retire. I plan to buy a new tire so I can, so I can retire. I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't see myself, probably when I'm 60, if God would, would allow me to live that longer when I, came, when I become 60, 70, 80, I, I don't want to see myself in a rocking chair na patumba-tumba na lang na nag-aantay ng Lord, kunin mo na ako. 
I, I don't want to see myself like that. I still want to see myself at the age of 60, 70, 80. I still want to preach the word of God. I still want to prepare the next generation. Why? Because I don't want to waste my time anymore. My life anymore. I, I have wasted my life. And you know, done with those things. Of course, I'm pa, misa, misa, may, mayroong kubaka, wala. I'm not perfect, but may, mayroon ding mga nasasayang, pero not like before. And so, my question is, do you know God's purpose in your life? And are we fulfilling that purpose in our life? So that when we face God and give an account, because this is the second most important thing, is that to prepare for our life after this. Life is short. You always say that. Life is short. Death is sure. And hell is somewhere there. It's hard to, to, to just play with life. And it's anayang, you know, let's, be, let's, let's just be merry, let's eat and drink for tomorrow we die. Because you may be happy right now and tomorrow when you die, you don't know where to go. And when we give an account of ourselves before God, we will be crying. And so, yun yung gusto natin makita ngayon. That's the reason why we say na itong mga to, they missed entering that rest, the promise of God. They miss it. Why? Sabi nga because of disobedience. There was a warning. You know, a person may fall short of this inheritance. That's why the Bible says, let's give diligence. Let's strive. You know, let's persevere. Wag tayong magsasawa. Wag tayong wag tayong aayaw. Wag tayong wag tayong you know um, how should I say? Wag tayong tampuhin kay Lord. The word of God is so clear that we need to understand ano yung sinasabi ng Panginoon sa buhay natin. Or else we might fall short of it. Now, let me just sidetrack a little. Babalikan ko lang yung, yung, yung about the, the importance of really believing that the Bible is the word of God. Listen. Guys, I would like to admonish you. We need to give the Word of God. Really, I'm serious. We need to give the Word of God the proper respect. Regardless of who preaches here. Let me say it again. Our respect is on the Word of God. Even if a young person would stand here and preach the Word of God. If God can use a mule God can use a person. Are you hearing me? I, I, I pray, tanggalin na natin yung, sino magpe-preach? Ay, hindi si pastor. At least, let's respect the word that is being preached. Wag, 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 wag na yung tao. But at least the word that that person preaches. Yes, I know. Maring minsan kulang o maring minsan may konting mali. But that's the reason why we need ourselves. We need to know the word of God so that pag minarinig tayong mali, alam na oh, medyo mali yun. Hindi ko tatanggapin yun. But I pray that we will not judge anyone who preaches here. Are you still here with me? I pray that you will not compare us among preachers. We're all different. Because when we start looking for preachers, that only shows our immaturity. I can learn a lot listening to these young people when they preach here. I don't know everything. I need to learn from them. Still, it's the Word of God. Are you following me? Now, that's how important the Word of God is. You know, they disobeyed the Word of God. Let's persevere. Don't Uh, 
few verses, atras tayo, few verses. Sabi niya, since therefore it remains for some to enter it, meaning the rest that, that God has promised. And those who formerly receive the good news, those who formerly receive, datanggap nila, narinig nila yung good news, failed to enter. Why? Because of disobedience. This is the real culprit for a person to miss a promise or the promise of God. Disobedience. But my point is this. You know, para sinasabi nito, there are those who could have entered, but they failed. Why? Again, because of disobedience. Now, pero bakit? What caused them to disobey? Yun ang magandang tanong. Ano ba ang sanhi? Bakit nagdi-disobey? Let me submit to you three in general. There are people who disobey God simply because of ignorance. They do not know what God wants, so they, they disobey. Understandable, tama? The second is, there are people who disobey simply because they really want to disobey God. Blatantly. Now, wala tayong magagawa. Either he doesn't believe God, or he doesn't really, you know, I don't want to have to do anything with God. So, they will disobey God. Tama? But pangatlo, now, I believe reason, and this is basically for the Christians. I believe the reason why we disobey God is this. We simply don't believe the word. Let me illustrate. Again, if you say, if you say, I don't believe in the law of gravity. Okay? Now, whether you believe it or not, it will apply. Tama? Now, if we say, well, actually, um, I believe naman, the Bible is the word of God, but obeying? Now, actually, whether, masakit mamina, sa totoo we really don't believe what God said. Example, if God said, we ought to return what rightfully belongs to Him, His tithes, and our offering. If we don't obey God, we're just simply saying, God, we don't believe that. We don't. Sorry, God, I don't believe that. But, uh, you know, you blessing me, yeah, I believe that. I believe that. But me, giving, ah, no, sorry, God, I don't believe. Pera-pera lang yan. Napupunta lang yan kung kay kanino. Ganun lang yung mga kapatid. No other excuses. That's the only thing. That's the only reason. Ignorance, blatant disobedience, or simply, we don't believe God. Why did I say yan? Nasusulat ba yan? Malinaw, sabi rito. Therefore, since the promise of entering His rest still stands, the inheritance are still available, let us be careful. Ingat tayo mga chong, sabi niya, that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. May pangako pa si God. Pero sabi niya, ingat tayo mga Christian. Nakausap niya rito, Hebrew Christian. Ingat tayo mga kapatid. Sabi niya, baka hindi tayo umabot o baka kapusin tayo. Why? What, what was he trying to say? Ito yan. For we also have had the gospel preached to us just as they did. Ibig sabihin, yung narinig nila nung Old Testament ay pareho din ang naririnig natin na yung 2018. And sabi niya, but the message they heard was of no value to them. Why? Because those who heard did not combine it with faith. They did not believe. 
When God promised them, you know, the promised land, they did not believe. Oh, balik na lang tayo sa Egypt. Kuha na lang, gawa tayo ng panibagong leader. Balik tayo sa Egypt. They didn't believe God. And so God said, in His oath, they will not enter my rest. Now, kaya nga ito yun eh. The Word of God has been given to us. Is it sufficient? Yes, it is sufficient. More than enough. It was given to us so that we can be guided accordingly. This is what I discovered. Everything that God said, it's not for Him. It's for us. God will not benefit anything. Whether we obey God or not, He does not change. He is still God. Walang nabago. Wala siyang napakinaw. Hindi siya yumamang dahil sumunod tayo. No. But every time we obey God, it is always for our benefit. God gives us His Word not for His benefit, but for our benefit. Isn't God good? I don't know about you. Kung titignan pa natin yun masama. No. It's always for our good. But again, we fail to obey simply because we do not believe. They did not believe that God's Word is sufficient for revelation and for redemption. That's why he continues, sabi niya, for the Word of God is alive. Sabi niya, it's living and active. It simply means the Word of God is alive. God breathed on it. Now, if the Word of God is alive, if it has life, listen, it will give you life. Even in your dead situation, God can turn that dead situation as we always claim all things will work together for our good because we love God and we are called according to His purpose. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a praise for that. It's alive. It's powerful. It's active. It's working its purpose. Again, going back, many are the plans of man in his mind, but it is God's purpose that prevail. Isaiah 55, His word will never return to him empty, but it will accomplish whatever he pleases. He will perform its purpose. Whatever the purpose of God is for His Word, He will make sure that it will come to pass. But it will not happen if we don't believe. Ilang naman yun eh. If we don't believe. The reason din kung bakit tayo na-frustrate sa mga pakakaong ni Lord, ang akala natin, dahil nabasa natin, itong pangako, my God shall supply all my needs. Oh Lord, ay bakit wala pa? Bigay mo na sa akin, kailangan ko na ngayon. No, it won't happen that way. I always say that. For every personal promise of God, there's always a condition. Unless we meet the condition, God is not obliged to give the promise. Are you hearing me? Why? Because God wants us to grow. He wants us to develop. Faith comes by hearing and understanding. Sila, they only heard but they did not understand. They choose not to understand because of unbelief. And so, they did not benefit. Are you still here with me? That's why the Word of God, it's alive. It's alive. Kaya nga masarap basahin ang salita ng Panginoon. Buhay yan eh. Minsan, binabasa mo lang parang may tumatalo na ganun sa bahay. Naranasan nyo na ba? Hindi kayo makalis sa isang verse? Hindi dahil tinatamad na kayo malis doon? Yung bang, you know, ilang buwan na, ando ka pa rin, kanda nito, Jesus work. <laughs> Hello. Bakit? Parang tuma, alam mo, nangungusap sa'yo eh. Are you hearing me? Have, have you ever experienced that? Or, um, basta hindi ko alam kung sinasabi. Okay, oh, sige, huwag na yun. Sabi niya, it is sharper than any two-edged sword. 
Alam niyo, the sort na sinasabi dyan, it's like, sa, sa, sa other translation, I think the message or NLT, sabi rin, it's like a surgeon's scalpel. Alam niyo, salita ng Diyos, ang katulad nito'y, actually, mas daig pa nito magkabilang, ang magkabilay talim. Yung isang talim nito sa demonyo, demonyo ka, I rebuke you! Psh! Sabi ng demonyo, wala kang pera. Hindi, in Jesus' name, my God, just supply all my name. Psh, psh. Tapos yung isang taga nun para sa'yo. ba? Masakit ang salita ng Diyos. Totoo lang. Ah, hindi nga pala kayo nasasaktan. Okay. Anyway, this is my point on this. And I'm done. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. Listen to this. Piercing. Tumatagos. Saan? To the division of what? soul and spirit. You see, the Word of God can penetrate even your soul and your spirit. That's the reason that even the Word of God can bring your spirit in heaven. Because it can penetrate. Hindi lang yon. Ano pa? The dividing asunder between what? Joints and marrows. Could you imagine that? Pati bulalumo napapasok no wonder the word of God can bring healing to your physical bodies if you believe so because it can penetrate even joints and marrows and sabi rito, aid and discerning the thoughts and intention of the heart God's word listen God's word is our critique the word of God should critique us not us criticizing his word Amen. Kaya nga, hindi ba pagka misan, nagpaplano pa lang tayong gumawa ng mali, yung iba sa inyo hindi na mapakali. Mali yan, mali yan. Lord, huwag na, huwag magawin mali yan, mali yan. At tapos pag ginawa natin, ano nangyari? Di ba we feel condemned? Why? That's the work of the devil, not God. Dahil pag nagkamali tayo, susunggaban tayo ng demonyo, ah, yan ha. Christian ka pa rin, pateng ka pa naman dyan sa 11 o'clock, kahit tulog ka. Oh, yan na, papala mo. Oh. That's how it works. Whether we like it or not. And sabi, a discerner of thoughts and intent of the heart. Alam niya, men. Kahit ngayon, alam niya kung iniisip mo, men. Alam niya kung pinagtatawanan mo ko. Alam ni Lord yan, men. <laughs> That's why at the end, he says, and no creature is hidden from his sight. We can never hide anything from God and his word. Thank God. <laughs> he says, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him of whom we must give an account. Church, at the end of the day, whether we believe it or not, we will be facing our Creator. And He will use His Word to judge us. If we have met His criteria, praise God. Again, it's not by works. It's only by grace. But God wants us to have a changed life. He wants our life to become better and better and better individually. Pagarap natin kay Lord, walang angkasan to, men. Hindi <laughs> natin pwede sabihin, eh, Lord, eh, mati naman yung asawa ko, eh. 
Oh, pag-uwi naman niya, kinukuha yung daliri niya, tsaka ako sinasawsaw kung saan. Na, na. Kanya-kanya to, men. Trust me. Kanya-kanya to. Walang angkasan dito. Dahil lugi yung asawa mo pag medyo malaki ka. Hindi pwedeng angkasan. Kanya-kanya to. And God is a fair God. Amen? That's why, again, I believe that God's Word is sufficient when it comes to revelation and redemption. I'll end with just this quote from You know, oh, by the way, I like to use this. Pastor, ang dami ko pa rin hindi nakikita sa Bible, tama. Dahil hindi na, ayaw na ni Lord na pagkaabalahan mong hanapin ang hindi nakasulat dyan. Kung ano yung nakasulat dyan, yun ang para sa atin. Kung hindi nakasulat, huwag mo nang hanapin. Kay Lord lang yun. Naintindihan niyo po ba? Secret things belong to God. But the revealed things belong to us. Yun ang pagkabalahan natin. Kung ano na yung makikita natin nakasulat, yun na lang. Huwag mo nang hanapin. Eh, ba't wala yung ano? Ah, Killard na yun. Amen. And so, lastly, Wayne Grudem, in his book, Systematic Theology, he defined the sufficiency of the word as this. He said, it means that the scripture contained all the words of God. He intended his people to have at each stage of redemptive history. And that it now contains everything we need God to tell us for salvation, for trusting Him complete or perfectly, and for obeying Him perfectly. I love that. Yung wala dyan, wag din natin pagkabalahan. Pagkabalahan na natin, yun Amen? Amen ba? And I believe, when we develop that attitude, that habit, then you will come in agreement with me and say truly that the Word of God is really powerful, is alive, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. Tama ka, Pastor. Wala akong may tatago kay Lord. At dahil alam ni Lord ang puso ko, alam din niya na tutulungan niya ako na mapangyari kung anong ipinangako niya na pinaniniwalaan ko. And then at the end of the day, we will all be worshiping and praising God because of His faithfulness in His Word. Amen? Praise God. Can we just all stand up right now? Father, we thank You for the sufficiency of Your Word. We thank You, Lord God, that in spite of what the enemy does to destroy Your integrity, your word will still prevail. Now, Lord, I pray, may we really understand the things that you want us to understand. May you continue to create in us the hunger and the thirst for your word more than anything else in this world. In Jesus' name.